I stole that for then how I Hello. intro the podcast. Yeah, perfect. This is the Wild Times episode number 102. We're recording live from Peter's plush couch. Yes. Yeah, baby. Quite lovely. Very deep couch. It is very deep. It's yeah. a great nap couch. It. Do you the nap here? the best kind of couch. Yeah, I do. I chill here. No, but can you take a nap? Yeah, I can. What about you? Especially lately. Oh, yeah. I can nap. Can you not? You're a non-napper? I, I have not nap. napped in my memory. Really? I've, dude, like hungover, you wake up in Vegas because your friends wake you up 45 minutes after you went to sleep. Yes, and you go, I'm, the, I'm that guy. And I'm everyone's like, guy. yeah, we'll go to fucking hit the pool and at 3 p.m. we'll come back and nap. Yeah. At 3 p.m., I don't nap. No way. Can't, I cannot nap. I'll, oh. say, I'll say I haven't historically been able to nap, but since I'm basically up 24-7, all I do is nap for two hours at a time right now. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm like... I'm not a chronic napper, but if I can find a window to relax and fall asleep, I do it instantly. It's there's health benefits. I've looked into this. There's a, it's a shocking. Kyle, Google what percentage of Americans nap daily. I actually oh, just I bet read. It's high. I just, it's high. There's yeah. a real a real hot daily. article right now that says that people who nap during the day are more likely to have Alzheimer's. <laughs> Swear Uh-oh. to God. Interesting. Uh-oh. So according to the Pew Research Center, 34% of all adults take a nap every day. That's wild. One out of three a third. people that you see at the grocery store has taken a nap that day. Yeah, but I mean, that's skewed heavily towards like older people. It, it is, but when you look at it broken down by age, which we don't need to do now because this isn't a show about <laughs> napping, uh, it, it, it's Pat's, like, it's pretty crazy. Pat's like, math needs to be its own podcast. On napping? Yeah. Well, Pat's, any kind of statistics that you want. Um, any kind of statistics. I mean, it, it is outrageous. Like, one in three people decide that every day they're going to snooze. Yeah. I did it in college. I'll say that. I'll tell you. I, I in, uh, You know what? I did take naps in college. You napped in college. Yeah. Yeah. You lied. We got it on but tape. But they weren't really <laughs> naps. It was more like just like, you, you know, you dragged your ass to take a test. You go back and re-sleep. Yeah. Some of, re-sleep. <laughs> re-sleep. Yeah, Some of my that. deepest sleeps ever were in college classrooms. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I did. Drooling yeah. on the table, oh, on yeah. the desk. I used to, like, because I, I would go to class freshman year, and then I was like, what are you doing? You're yeah. just going to a different place to sleep. To sleep, correct. Uh, you absorb nothing yeah. while you're in that class. Yeah, you yeah. absorb nothing. You just go there to sit in a dark theater and sleep. So yep. then I just like, it I'm makes never going to go again. <laughs> yeah, it also makes you more tired than anything you could possibly be doing. It's like 100%. somebody reading you a fucking bedtime story is what <laughs> right. being in class is like. This monotonous professor droning on. But this is not a p- fucking sleep podcast. Yeah, what the hell are we talking about? I don't, know. I don't even think we finished the intros, but we're, we're, beyond we're, we're past that. Yeah, that. we're way beyond that. Yeah. Forrest Galante, the brophologist. Ologist. The professor Retep. Producer. Producer. Somebody yeah. asked the no, other day if I'm an actual professor. You are. <laughs> PhD in podcasting, I always yeah. say. I know. That's what I, that's what I answered with. Yeah. By the way, if you uh, were one of our recent subscribers, thanks for signing up to our channel. I hope you're actually watching the podcasts. I know a bunch of you are here from our shorts, but hey, check out the podcast. You changed. You're in pants. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Nobody knows that. That was a different <laughs> podcast. That was a different uh, day. I want to kick things off today, Forrest. Yeah. Bit of happy wildlife-related news. That's that's a change. Yeah, the Cincinnati Zoo mm-hmm. has welcomed the brand new, the newest member of the zoo, a brand new healthy baby hippo. Oh, oh! I love it. is I love there it. 
a cuter animal than a no. baby hippo? Which it, this is, I, I've said this before. It's a boy. <laughs> it, it is adorable. There's something about how the scariest, meanest animals on earth are the cutest babies. Yeah, Lion true, cubs, like right? tiger My cubs, dog. baby hippos. Uh, the, yeah, the, the it's scariest, true. Stay meanest on animals on, on earth have the cutest babies. Wolf, wolf pup. Have you ever seen a wolf uh, pup? Yeah, dude. It'll melt your heart. Any, any, any feline or canine pup. They are, they are amazingly cute, and they're it's like wild. friendly and nice, just yeah. like a regular dog, like a domesticated dog. Until and, they're not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, I would venture to say that the hippo uh, pictured here, the new one at the zoo, Cincinnati is zoo. as beautiful as any camel that's ever won. The Camel Beauty Contest. Out wow, I'd least. forgotten about the Camel Beauty Contest. Well, this is good news. I, I, <laughs> it's I, good news. I, I like that there's a new hippo born at the Cincinnati Zoo. I like that CNN covered this as a major story. I think it's very significant. Uh, what I think is <laughs> yeah. hilarious is the CNN story is, uh, let's call it 120 words. Sure. Two authors. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we need two reporters? Yeah, who's the other person and what are they contributing? <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd be like what we would have to do if we wrote a, wrote a blog post <laughs> right. on our website. Forrest would send it. He'd be like, I'm in the weeds, man. Can you just finish this off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we really would, too. It, here's the title. Um. <laughs> but real quickly here. Uh, so the, the hippo was born. Yep. Adorable. Yep. Weighing 29 pounds. Right. Wow. Good size. So a little quick impromptu Pat's match. Uh-oh. <laughs> so the baby was born at 29 pounds. Yep, it will yep. grow into be a full-grown hippo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's say the average human baby is about eight pounds. That sounds like a safe number, right, when it's born? Sure. Yeah, right around eight pounds. Yep. If the human baby grew to the same scale that a hippo baby did from birth to full adult weight, yeah, I'm following. how much would the average human adult weigh? So let's see. So we're going from 30 pounds to 1,300 pounds. So if you're an adult, you go from 8 pounds to 700 pounds. I'm going to go 8,000 pounds. <laughs> yep, that's close. 470 pounds. 470. Yeah. They, that exists. There are plenty of 470 of pound They're people. They're featured on TLC shows. Correct. My 600 yeah. pound life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also saw that in the Cincinnati Zoo, they're looking for names. What would you name your baby hippo? Oh, wow. Jippo the hippo. Jippo? Jippo. That's a nice name. Jippo's cool. Jippo's a good name. And you just, that was like... I'd give him a hyphenated name. Hungry, hungry. Hungry, (laughs) hungry. (laughs) What about you, Forrest? Man, not as good as Jippo or hungry, hungry. Um, (laughs) What would I... I'd call him... Oomph. Yeah, and then the just hippo. like put that on a sign. It's like a U with an umlaut. It's MF. just a, yeah. correct. <laughs> it's just a symbol. Yeah, like like thud. Line. The hippo, plop. formerly known as oomph. <laughs> yeah, if I had a herd of hippo, they'd all have sound names: thud, <laughs> plop, oomph. Yeah, I like that. It would be cool, man. If like Almost you have, my kid you have some real estate for us, do you have some space? Yeah, I should get a hippo. Maybe you should start a, a hippo adoption center. <laughs> yeah, what? that's going to go well in Santa Barbara, California. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can adopt uh, the ones that are out in South America. I have a fish pond about the size of this table in my backyard. I, I, I reckon I could get at sure. least 12 hippo in there. Let me <laughs> yeah. ask you this about baby hippos. Because yeah. you've seen a lot of hippos in the wild Unfortunately, in Unfortunately, yeah. Um, <laughs> you've been chased by them. They almost killed you and your, your wife. Yep. Uh, we are all infatuated here with the... F- just really fun behavior of hippos spinning their tail around to flick their shit all over Indeed. the place. Yes. Yep. What's that called again? Uh, there is a name for it. Flick I, shitting? It. It's called flick shitting. It's yeah. called stinking. 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 Um, but, you know, yeah, so for new listeners, 
when hippos shit, they swirl their tails around and spray it everywhere. Right. Why well, do going to play us a little video. Why do they do it, Forrest? Uh, to mark their territory. Okay. So that's like the ultimate territory mark. Like, normal animals just pee. They're like, nah, we're going to spray go. our shit everywhere. We got everywhere. a video coming right here. Look at that butt. It look at them butt. Look at that spine. You can see the spinal cord right there. You can see the, the spine. It's an interesting tail. Is it? What's the, here it goes. We here learn? we go. Here we go. Oh, and it's hitting the camera and everything. They get a good spray with that. It's a nice. That's a nice. Oh angle. yeah. So here's it's a got question. Some distance, yeah. some range. Have you ever on seen that? a baby hippo do that? No, I haven't. I wonder if that's a learned behavior or interesting it's instinct. I imagine it's instinctual, but I don't know. Have you ever seen a hippo yeah. eat a watermelon? Yeah, that's adorable. That's I an saw adorable it on MythBusters. Thing. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, Dude, there's there's a lot of things uh, that are instinctual with humans that I had no idea until I had a kid. Such as? Well, I mean, like the rooting reflex, where if you if you stroke the cheek lightly, they. But dude, the fact that they just are born to suck—that's all <laughs> babies do. They just want to eat and suck, and you're just like. You put, do you think porn stars just never grow out of that? <laughs> do, you that's how, do you think that's why they choose that Jeez. career? There is a I don't big... have a single. If I did, I'd be looking at, right into the camera, rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it is incredible, and it's weird. And, and you know, my daughter's six, 18, I don't know, 17 months or something. But the fucking instinct to just climb shit. Oh, yeah. Everything. And I'm like, nobody taught you this. Like, we, have, no. we didn't watch uh, Free Solo together. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, just, like... I see that. I think I have a path to get to the top. Looks super dangerous. I'm going up it. Uh, yep. that, that's the primate in us, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yep. And, the sw- and the swimming shit's crazy, man. Yeah. The the, dun- you dunk a baby in the water. Yeah. Hold their breath, their breath instantly. No problem. You, you hold them like this. Kick, kick, kick. Yep. It's oh, here, wild. Look, yep. What? I know. Here's a great one. You, if you blow on a baby's face, it will... They hold its breath. breath. Yeah. Like they, it takes their breath away. Is that related to the swimming one? I, I think know. so. It's the mammalian reflex. Mammalian right? reflex is when you put, uh, as any human, when you put your face into water, your heart rate slows down and babies will hold their breath instinctually. Right. Gotcha. That's the mammalian reflex. Um, right. Because people do water births. Yeah. And the baby comes out. Yeah, we did. Oh, right. yeah. Really? You did? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. No shit. Yep. Just in the turtle pond? In the turtle pond. Yeah, the one <laughs> the size the, of the table. The, the future <laughs> hippo pond? The future hippo pond. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's. That, what were we talking about? We were talking about hippos, and then we got on to no, just sucking hippos. and <laughs> what's happening Just hippos. We were talking about the baby hippo at the zoo, <laughs> the San Diego Zoo. That's a good bit of news. It's nice to see good news. I feel like hippos, rightfully so, people can get angry at me, rightfully so. They're villainized in the media. <laughs> yeah. They're jerks. They're very scary animals, by the way. Well, they no. kill more humans per capita than any other animal, right? Than any other land mammal, yeah, yeah. Um, in Africa. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like all the hippo news that you see is about, like, the, the Colombian hippos and hippo right. killed somebody. It's nice to see somebody like, hey, we got an adorable new hippo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I mean, I wonder Another how much they, what do they, what do you think they feed the hippos at the zoo? A lot of hay. Oh, really? Yeah, bales of hay. Yeah, for no sure. No shit. Yeah. But well, the, are they carnivorous? No. No. Not at all, huh? Nope. They just they just there, kill there for sport. They just grass, kill right? for sport. <laughs> Not seagrass, but they just eat like yeah. grasses. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Yep. No they, they they they're grazers. They have found in a few instances fish bones in hippo feces. Okay. A few times. My guess would be that they're like mowing down stuff right. underwater and yeah, getting grazing. fish in there by accident. They're like but they're like sea cows. 
Yeah, well, except manatees and, and sea cows and dugongs are incredibly, like, docile and gentle. And, like, if you see one in the water, it's like, Hi. What is a sea cow? A sea cow is a generalist term for a manatee or a dugong. Oh, okay, so the manatees are sea cows. Gotcha. Manatees and dugongs are two different groups of animals okay. that are closely related and look similar. And sea cow is, like, the term that describes both of them. Right, okay. It's okay. just interesting how everything that's really big. I mean, obviously polar, but, you know, there's some huge carnivores. Yeah. But pretty much all the giant animals Herbivorous. are not... Yeah. 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 They just eat grass. And always have been. Which like, makes right. a lot of sense. Dinosaurs. Think about it. Dinosaurs, everything. Yeah. Food abundance. Which, I mean, your average... The highest success rate in the predator kingdom... Somebody's going to fact check me and tell me I'm wrong, but the average... The, the highest success rate for a predator is something around 30%. Right. Okay. And it yeah. takes a lot of energy. You have to a expend ton a lot of, of calories energy. to right. do Sure, that. yeah. Right. Whereas you might, you know, you could be an elephant that eats leaves and grasses, and it has very, very little nutritional value, but you can eat it all day right. long. Yeah, yeah. And it takes zero effort to, to locate and then it you, or consume it. And then you look at, like, a pride of lions or whatever. They, all they do is sleep all day and then make a kill. Sleep and eat. hunt. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's interesting. But it really limits the size right. because you just are only going to eat every so often. I was just watching some uh, some footage of a, a bald eagle uh-huh. that uh, it's like targeting this mouse. Okay. And then this golden eagle swoops in and grabs the mouse. Oh, cool. <laughs> and the bald eagle's like, what the fuck? Like, I really wanted that mouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, that? so they just, it just is this epic fucking chase. Yeah. And, and the great job by whoever shot it. I don't know who shot it, but uh, incredible. And they're zigzagging around. The bald eagle's chasing this golden eagle for a while. Oh, cool. And then at a certain point, it just gives up. And obviously, it's like anthropomorphizing a bit. But it's like you have to think there was a bit of a calculation there of just like I'm spending so like, many calories. Not right. worth it any longer. To, yeah, to get this 200-calorie snack. Totally. I'm going to bail. Yep. What was that one epic uh, like planet Earth one where it's like all those snakes... That uh-huh. are chasing. What are they chasing? Uh, they're chasing an iguana in the Galapagos Islands. And a it's newly like hatched iguana. It's just this epic fucking. The way that they shot it, like slow motion, and then like a million of these snakes chasing it's, it's, this iguana. I would, I would say it's probably the most famous wildlife clip ever. Right. It, it very well could be. I yeah. mean, it went nuts. I, I got some news for you, Peter. It's not just one iguana. Yeah. Well. Wouldn't that be funny if they were all just chasing? They make it seem like it's one iguana. That's what they're implying. Oh yeah, sure. They're implying it's the same iguana doing the same route. So this is a bit. Here's a bit of insight for all you you Brosners out there, right? I promise you, if you put thirty of these baby iguanas next to each other, you couldn't differentiate any of them. Sure. So in order to make this incredible sequence, which it is, they probably filmed a hundred different iguanas making this gauntlet run. And sliced it together yeah, like it's yeah. one iguana doing this it's run. It's genius. It's genius. What, is, what do you think is the camera? Is that a remote control camera? It's got to be. It's got to be on a slider. It's on right? something. Cause it wouldn't be a drone, would it? No, too loud. I also I don't think. know a camera guy in the world that would just be stepping over these fucking snakes. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Oh, he got that one. Yeah. In the yeah. one in the in the famous one, he gets away. Yeah. No, the, this is this is the famous it's one. It's the beginning of the sequence, and then yeah. the next one gets away. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, it was for oh, oh, that's, the one. Oh, that's yeah, the one. Okay. Yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, the music too is like dramatic oh, it's cinema so good. music. Oh, it's, it's so goddamn. It like gave me chills. They, I bet you when they film this, because if you think about it, and and I've and I'm sure Patrick too, we've fallen victim to this a number of times, where you're like you're filming something. 
and you're like, oh my God, I'm, I've never filmed a snow leopard, but you're like, oh my God, I filmed a snow leopard. So rare. It took so long to get this shot. Right. Like, this is so incredible. Like, this is going to go viral. This is going to, everybody's going to love this. And then you play and it's like, yeah, cool. And then I bet <laughs> when they were filming this, they're like, yeah, you know, we saw 40 iguanas get eaten by snakes today. Like, yeah. no big deal. And then this came out and the whole world lost oh, its yeah. freaking right. mind. Well, like, there's was, no way they were anticipating that blowing up. Well, there's up a the lot of great did. editing that went into that. Yes. A lot. Dude. Right. Uh, and and the, the, when the, I bet they came up with the idea once they saw the iguana escape that we just watched. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, we got to make that. Because that's like an epic the moment. The crux of the like, whole thing. If yeah. we're watching it with sound, like there's a big fucking symbol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, speaking of filming wildlife. Yes. Forrest was the star of a show that I was a producer on for those who are new called Extinct or Alive. Mm. Did a few spinoffs for Shark Never Week. heard of it. Eh. No one has. But I want to play a little game. I want to bring a little game back. A little EOA we game? Play, yeah, we, we play, yeah, let's play the EOA game. Wow. Ooh, extinct or alive game. Dun dun. <laughs> All right. So here's what we do. I host okay. this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw out. <laughs> I'm glad you checked, though. I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's been so long. Yeah. I'm going to throw out an extinct species. Yep. Forrest, who is the extinct animal guy. True. Uh, is going to weigh in on whether or not there's a chance that some pocket of the world could hold an extant population or even just one. Yep. Even just one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then Ratep as the layman is yep. going to weigh in also after Forrest. Ooh, after hearing all the facts about this animal. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I want to start with a, a personal favorite of mine. You ever okay. seen a paddlefish in the wild? Uh, never in the wild. Always wanted to. Have you, you seen, seen a paddlefish, Peter? Yeah. I used to uh, have one. In no, a kiddie pool nope. that I kept in the garage. Mm -hmm. no. They're they're really cool fish. Incredible animal. Big, long, awesome animals. Could I, could I see what one looks I like? I want to talk kind of? about the Chinese paddlefish. Yep. So we, by the way, so to be clear, we have a North American paddlefish native here. Right. Um, I've seen pictures. Relatively common, actually. Not even that uncommon in right. the Midwest. Um, incredible fish, filter feeder. They're yep. now farming them for caviar, so on and so forth. The Chinese paddlefish was just declared extinct in 2022. Officially, correct. Yeah. Really? So, so what is this? It's a subspecies of paddlefish? It's its own species. Okay. You know, convergent evolution. It's its okay. own species of paddlefish, much larger than our North American Yeah, it's this paddlefish. huge, awesome animal, yep. up to 23 feet long. Yep. Just de declared extinct in the last, like, month. How big is a uh, the North American paddlefish? Six foot, maybe. Six foot? Yeah, these okay, get up so to this 20 is like four times feet. Size? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're crazy. Massive wow. Animals. Yeah. Uh, it's old, super old species around for 200 million years. Yep. Okay. Was found in the Yangtze River Basin in yep. China. Yep. Was once plentiful. They survived whatever extincted the dinosaurs. Yep. But really, they, they were no match. That old? Yeah. yeah. Two hundred million years. Two hundred million yeah. years. Wow. No match for overpopulation of humans. Nope. Forests. What do you think? Should we go look for this thing? So you'll remember this, Patrick. I when we were doing Extinct or Alive, I always wanted to do a hybrid episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where That's we right. went to the Yangtze River. We even put in permits for it and got a hilarious response. Yes. And um, we were went to the Yangtze River and looked at the same time for Chinese paddlefish and the Baji, the the Yangtze River right. dolphin, oh, which lived in the same river basin, in the Yellow River basin, and onto the Yangtze River. And I was like, look, if we're looking for one, look for two. Absolutely. Right? Sure. We're there. Either way, we're surveying for a giant aquatic creature. I just made up a phrase for this. Oh, yeah? Uh, see, if it, see if it catches on. 
That's called killing two birds with one stone. Oh wow, that's yeah. a, that's and that killing yours? because of the extinct thing. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. That's genius. Yeah, that's genius. really good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, all that is to be said. The Yangtze River is home to Beijing, I believe. Um, it's a long river. I can't yes, remember. but one of the major cities, I think Beijing, if okay. I if I'm not mistaken, is on the Yangtze River. It's been dammed a whole bunch. That's one of the things that led to the demise of the Baji as well as the pa- Chinese paddlefish. To, to bring water into the cities and towns and shit yeah. along the river? Yeah, that, I think, for hydro... What you, not hydrothermal. Uh, hydroelectric. Yeah, hydroelectric. Hydroelectric power. I'm not even sure, to be honest. But more so than the damming, rampant pollution. Um, so much so that when... Uh, <laughs> I told this story on a podcast forever ago. We, we got pretty far in this with Extinct or Alive. We yeah. were, like, going to go to China... And the network was like good with it. And then we sent in our letter of declaration of what we were going to do to the Chinese government because, you know, they're, they're communists. You have to like, they run, everything. Every, they run right, everything. Of course. And, um, and, uh, in that letter, like I, I would always write these very nice letters on nice letterhead. And I'd be like, we're coming here and our plan is to find this animal. And we want to show how beautiful it is and, you know, do our best to investigate it. And, you know, unfortunately somewhere in the letter I wrote due to pollution, they've yeah. gone extinct. And they, like, sent back this curt email that was like, no pollution here, everything fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So we got denied yeah. to it's go a, there. You have told that story on the podcast, but never with the, I don't think the uh, the Chinese pedalfish hybrid was included in that. I just remember I don't, I'm looking not for sure. the giant or It was the all in the same it. zone. But anyway, yeah. short answer, I, I, think, I think the Baji is more likely to be extant. They're very smart. Uh, they're more capable of migration. I think the Chinese paddlefish is sadly extinct. Bummer. What do you think, Lehman? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sad about this uh, because you know there could be more caviar in the world, bigger caviar, if these were still uh, extant. I will say though, they're a very large fish, and um, you yeah. will say that I'm pretty lay, so I'm gonna say that these are definitely extinct. Because they would be seen and they would be around. But you're you're like a big conspiracy theorist. You don't think the Chinese government has a farm of Chinese paddlefish hidden under tarps next to a missile site or something where the I, aliens are? You have to connect it to <laughs> a reason why, are. though. <laughs> I see. All they, right. They produce uh, the world's caviar. So the judge and jury have spoken. Yep. Extinct. Sad. Bummer. Because that's cool. A 23-foot-long paddlefish. Very cool. Swimming in a river. Very cool. Good God. Yep. All right, we next one's up. I'm going to bring up uh, an amphibian. Okay. The golden toad. Indeed. Okay, so this was last seen verified in 1989. Yep. So we're going back to when my, the, that was the Christmas I got my Nintendo. That, <laughs> of course. I yeah. still remember it. Rich I kids. literally almost, like, I started seeing lights. Like, like you it, nearly blacked out. I melted. Yeah. <laughs> and then my mom made me go to church. <laughs> And I couldn't even and play it. And you couldn't it. play it. I, I, Explains yeah, a lot. It was a fucking night. I'm sure it was a nightmare in the <laughs> church. So uh, found in Costa Rica. Yep. The highlands. Um, they believe that a uh, chitridomycosis. Chitrid fungus. There you go. If you want to speak in layman's terms. Uh, <laughs> is responsible for the golden toad's extinction. Uh, an amphibious disease, I suppose, this fungus. Chitrid fungus. Um, so frogs... This is actually pretty interesting. Uh, sorry, we're diverging from the game, but it's part of the part no, of the podcast. This is the best part of the podcast. African clawed frogs were brought over from southern Africa, from Zimbabwe, where I'm from, 
to essentially let women pee on them to figure out whether or not they were pregnant. Oh, okay. And they used they used these frogs in pregnancy tests, okay, because the certain hormone would they'd have a certain response if women were pregnant. Wow. Right. In doing so, they brought these frogs from Africa and mass-produced them in unhygienic conditions in labs in North America, of which led to chytrid fungus. Because anytime you have a gazillion of something in one place, you know, some bad conditions, so on and so forth, they brought this fungus over, yeah. and it was created in a lab. And it got out of that lab, as the frogs did, as everything does when you bring it somewhere, yeah. <laughs> and spread the world over, and has had detrimental effects on amphibians globally. This fungus? This fungus, chytrid yeah. fungus, and the first, and this was really where we first sort of learned about it, and it became a big thing, was when the golden toad got wiped out due to chytrid fungus. Because before that, it was like, yeah, whatever, it's like a frog fungus, who cares? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these striking little toads in Costa Rica disappeared. So, oh, yeah, these are like famous toads. Very. That They're you, very pictures, beautiful. Pictures of They're a small, poster right? child of extinction, for sure. <laughs> very small. Yeah, now, a little guy like this. Costa Rica, obviously gets lots of tourism, there's beaches, there's jungle tourism, but there are pretty large areas of jungle that are still pristine. And these, pristine are, and, and these are cloud forest animals that live way up where there isn't a lot of okay. development. People do occasionally report that they've seen them. Quite regularly. Okay. So there's, you know, there's, this feels like an Extinct or Alive episode. I feel like I could get behind this as, it, the, as the producer, not as the expert. <laughs> it does. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shit on our parade here. Okay. Because it's such an iconic extinct creature, because it's in Costa Rica where every, pr probably literally everybody that listens to this podcast that's into reptiles has gone to catch snakes, myself included. It's like what you do. Like mm. if you're like a herp nerd, like when yeah. you get to like 18 because it's safe, it's Costa Rica, herp you know. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a herpetology nerd, you go to Costa Rica and there's great diversity and you catch a ton of snakes and frogs. So all that to be said is, I'm going to say it's extinct because there's been a zillion different people that have gone looking for them. There's a ton of different surveys that have been done. Uh, proper scientific institutions have put out pretty large blanket surveys. There's really good herpetologists in Costa Rica. Nobody's turned one up. So I, uh, unless you found a really, really remote, isolated pocket where the fungus hadn't, hadn't occupied, where the toads were not previously known to be for some reason... I'm going to say extinct. I'm going to say extant. Uh, there's no way that uh, fungus outnumbers any toad that exists. They produce like rabbits. They're everywhere. And uh, these exist high up in the clouds, like you said. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. much sounds much more. So let's just real. say this news story Cheers. comes across your desk. Next week, we're doing what's in the news. Yep. And this come, this is an actual news item that happened. Yep. There was a rainstorm. There's a there's a system coming in from South America. It's gonna it's gonna cause really torrential rains here in California. Yep. We need it. We need the rain. Sure good, do. Good, good, good. Yep. Down comes the rain, along with it, four hundred golden toads <laughs> that were just living in the cloud. Yeah. Would that be how big would that news story get? <laughs> like not to herp nerds. What how in the mainstream. Yeah. Peter's mom. She'd know about it. Yeah. I think the whole world would. I think so. Yeah, I think that's big time. I mean, that's what why they stay do? up there. What would you do? Probably hang up my hat. I'd just be <laughs> like, nope, I was Quit. wrong. Like, I, I, I had it all wrong. You retire. They're, literally, these things are living in the clouds. Like, not, yeah. not on the ground. Well, I had it's it raining all wrong. frogs. Yeah. Well, it's raining frogs. There's, a, there's an amazing 
<laughs> when Forrest and I put the deck together for to pitch Extinct or Alive back when we were calling. Oh, him. I thought you guys put an actual deck together, like in his backyard. We don't know how to do that. <laughs> God no. Between the two yeah. of us, we can't hammer a nail. <laughs> uh, so w- when you pitch a show, you usually you make a little three minute tape. Yep. And then you put together what's called a deck, and it says, "Here's how the show's going to work. Here's what the first ten episodes would be." Yeah. What Forrest didn't know when I approached him about doing Extinct or Alive was that I'd never pitched a show before. I so, didn't know that, no. So didn't even put it together the tape, which would never fly now. Correct. Just pitched it with a crummy deck. It was called Hunting Lazarus, but we had a story because I knew what we were going to come up against was he's not going to ever find an extinct animal. Right, this will never work, yeah. But there was a sure. story in there, and I don't remember what it was. I hope you remember the name of the, the animal. There was an extinct lizard that was was deemed extinct that when Hurricane Andrew came in over the Caribbean, after Hurricane Andrew, there was a shitload of these lizards wow. in the trees in the Florida Keys. And correct me if I, I may have some details wrong. No, you're right. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was some type of small iguanid that when it rained, they all came out, basically. There you go. And they were all up in the trees. But Extanthus I think toad. one of the theories was that... like. I, they got caught up in like some wind. I don't even know what the fuck it was because they weren't endemic to the Florida Keys. Right. They were endemic to somewhere in the Caribbean where this hurricane had just passed over and suddenly this extinct lizard is in the Florida Keys. Popped up. That's fucking wild. I do remember that story. Ah, I'm trying to remember what it was. I can't remember. Kyle's going to work on it while we talk about it. What's with the name Hunting Lazarus? What what did that mean? Well, Lazarus Lazarus from the Bible means something coming back from the dead. Okay. And a Lazarus taxon in science is what we call... When pa- by the way, and I want to point this out, when Patrick came up with this idea, and this was Patrick's idea, we, we worked on it together, but it was all Patrick's idea, But you, this yeah. wasn't a field of study like at all right. at that time. And now it's like a common field of study. Like We created sure. this field, which I people get uppity when I say that, but it's totally true. It was like, oh, I it's believe extinct, it. it's gone. Like, yeah, why would right. there be a field of study? And then we went out there and, you know, one or two had turned up before, but then like we went out there and found eight and it was like, holy shit. Now there's like whole groups of scientists that Dude, this is right. all they do. This right. is exactly what we talked about in the last podcast. One person did it or one team did it. And now everybody's like, oh, you, you can do oh, this. This is and a thing now. Legit. Yeah. Right. But, but regardless, anyway, Lazarus Taxon, which was just this sort of like waffly term at the time was the name for an animal that had been declared extinct but then come back okay. because it had like risen from the yeah, dead yeah. like Lazarus from the Bible. So hunting Lazarus, to this day I swear it was the better name. Do you remember how pissed we were when they changed the name? Yeah. It's too yeah. smart. It, that's they, what yeah. they said. Yeah, and they were right, they by did. the way. They were right. It is too smart. It's like, too what's smart. the show about? Is the animal extinct or is it alive? That's it. That's, yeah. it, that's the name. But yeah. I'll yeah. say this too, dude. Like the number one like search term that people find us uh, aside from like Force Galante or like knowing the podcast is about extinct animals. There's a huge, if you look up Google trends for extinct animals just recently over the past couple years, it's gone way up. I believe it. People are searching, man. They want to know fucking. Well, cause it's, it's like uh, in your face sort of uh, thing of like what humans have done. Yeah. And it's sad. You see drawings of dodo birds right. as a kid, and right. you're like, I, it sucks that I'll never see one of those things. Yeah, and it's in your face, you know. And we're, we're, it's great, though, because it's making more awareness for people to like, get inspired to go out and do something about uh, it. You I, know? And I know Absolutely. that this is a public podcast. Just wait. It's going to be like a year, six months, a year, two years from now, we're going to get a call, and the network's going to be like, we're bringing it back. Like, 
This Unless is we do it thing. first. Well, we'll, yeah. wait, we'll make way more money if we do it um, ourselves. <laughs> I still... <laughs> very much so true. I still remember the first Lazarus tax on news that came out that, like, I had this, like, holy shit moment. Like, oh, my God, something can go from extinct to not extinct. Like, it didn't make... It's like going from... It's like saying there's aliens, but, like, there's proof of it now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, no, they're here. Like, here's one in my hand. Here's an alien. And, uh, oh, my God, I just came. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, we have, we, we have one. You can't hold it, but you've seen it. What's that? The alien. The, the alien fella that they discovered in the Atacama Desert. Oh, yes. True, yeah. true. Dude! But regardless, hold on. Let's not I know, get fully derailed I know. He's yet. about to knock me way off the rails. Yeah, sorry. That yeah just calm down We're gonna for one second. We're going to circle back to that. Okay. Uh, no, I want to show you something to make you more excited by pants. this topic. Okay. Underpants, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kyle, pull up the Lord Howie stick insect. Or how. Lord Howe. I, I, but yeah. I always say Howie because of how it's spelled. It's so, like, such a powerful name, Lord Howe. Lord Howe. So Howell. Lord Howe Island is where? It's so it's off the coast of Tasmania. And yeah. it's actually, real quick, Kyle, type in Lord Howe Island. And there are these two spires off the island that are just these crazy... It's those two... Those two little. I don't know if you. I can't. You can't. So try Lord Howe Island like spire. Try try that. And there are these two crazy, uh, rocky. There they there are. Oh, okay. That's yeah. it right there. So this island, okay, off the coast. So the Lord Howe stick island insect. This giant bug. By the way, if not for this story, we would have never made extinct or alive. Never. This story was so key to selling the show. It's always interesting hearing yeah. shit like that. And, yeah. and it was just so... F I, I remember Genesis. when this news came out, and yeah. it, like, literally, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it, because it was so impactful to me. This giant, sort of gross stick insect mm -hmm. had been eradicated from Lord Howe Island. I don't remember how. If something was introduced, cats or birds or something, and it was gone. And there's the spire that Kyle just pulled up. By the way, if you're listening, you can see all this on YouTube. Just come over, check out the YouTube channel. And there's these spires off the coast of Lord Howe. And a guy was like, I'm going to go climb these suckers. Like, these look like fantastic climbing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so he gets up there and he goes and he sets his ropes and he's climbing up this island. And one of these things crawls out of a, a crevice onto his arm while he's wow. crawling up the thing. And the guy didn't, I, I don't remember if the climber knew what it was or just knew that it was unusual or whatever, mm -hmm. but he like snagged a photo of it and took it back and was like, check out this big bug that crawled on me. Yeah. And they're like, this is one of the biggest discoveries of the century. That's like crazy. Your, the, the bug that crawled on you while you were climbing with your girlfriend like that's the biggest discovery I guarantee you just took a picture because it's weird because it, it was cool weird. yeah cool. like i would yeah. do that i'd be like look at this crazy thing totally um but anyway that's i just incredible. remember when this news came out and it just sort of rocked my world to think that this was even a thing and uh, now they're actually relatively common you can buy them in the pet trade and everything uh, really but yeah they went from gone to like around well so they kind cool. of so were they like all just hanging out on that spire rock where nobody ever goes yes it was, yeah. it was just whatever eradicated them wasn't there because it's the spire sticking up out of the ocean. Wow. Right. That is insane that to think about pocket. it. And I, I remember when the story came out, I thought that was Lord Howe Island, just that spire. I did too. I didn't think there was another <laughs> island. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, of course, how would they know if it was extinct? Like, how nobody's <laughs> hanging out there. I'm like, this is stupid. Nothing could live there. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually figured out it was a huge island with these little rocks offshore. But um, what? So after you found that out, this was kind of like the the uh, the the starter for for thinking about getting you into extinct animals and trying to discover them. Is that what you're saying? Well, this was years before, the before I met Patrick. I just remember that news, and I was always very very interested in like. 
not just extinct. Like my thing was like I had I had dis- I had just found new two new species that had never before been named. I was like fourteen when I did. Well, this. wait, wait, t- what's that? I never heard this story. You oh found man! Two new well, species? hold on. Let me give you the whole picture, and okay. then we can dig into each piece of this. I don't know how much people want to hear about this, but Dude, they they want to hear it. Trust okay. Me. When I was thirteen or fourteen, I don't remember. We described two new species of catfish that had never been described before. And when that happened, I was working under a Rhodes Scholar named Brian Gratwick. I wasn't working. I was volunteer. I was catching fish for a for a guy who was in sure. university. Doing like grunt work kind yeah, of. Not yeah. even. I wasn't even working. He just knew that I was this kid who was obsessed with fish and fishing. And right. uh, where he was doing his work was where my family ran their safari business on the Zambezi River. Okay. And so while everybody was off on safari, he was sam- taking water samples and looking in pools for fish and stuff, and me being who I was, I brought him 30... Southern Africa has one of the highest diversity of freshwater fish in the world, so I'd bring him like 30 different fish a day, and be like, what's this? What's this? What's this? And he'd be like, god damn it, Forrest, that's an elephant nose fish. Like, fuck off. Like, stupid kid. And then in doing that over and over and over, I remember the very first time I brought him this little catlet. It was about this big. Kyle, Google catlet fish. It's about this big. And I was like, Brian, what's this one? And he goes... Looking at his field guys, I, I have no idea. Wow. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I've never, I, I don't know what this fish is. Whole new species of catlet, never before described. And I was, Crazy. I was 13 or 14, um, C-A-T-L-E-T, catlet. Um, so, you, so you found, how did you catch that fish? Uh, that's like a carp. I don't know what's coming up here. Um, how did you catch it? So it's, oh, it's, in a net, just in a little dip net, just in different areas of the river. I was still a big dork, so yeah, there you go. You got it there. Um, yeah, just like that one. Actually, the, go the very first photo. It looked very, very much like that one. Um, Tiny and, little bugger. And uh, yeah, beautiful little thing, catlet from the Zambezi River. And it was, it, was, it was the size of my fingernails, tiny little fish. Yeah, it's like a tadpole, even yeah, smaller. Yeah, tiny little fish, but you know... Even as a young kid, I was a big dork, and I was always like, oh, well, different fish are going to be in the sand and different fish in the weeds and different fish by the rapids. And, yeah, um, and, and I it's, was like, it's bring, a catfish? It's a catfish, That's yeah, a type nuts. of micro catfish. Yeah, tiny catfish. Um, wow. And, uh, yeah, and uh, anyway, so there's, there's quite a lot of species of catlets in the Zambezi River, and this was an all-new one. We actually, in that very same trip, we found two. I caught one in my net and showed it to Brian, yeah. and then we went to that zone where I caught it, and he found another one, independent, different species as well. Yeah. Um, awesome. And so that was when I was, like, 14. Just real quick. Yeah. Did you get any residuals for discovering the catlet that was featured January 2012 on the Catfish of the Month calendar. <laughs> I just yeah, saw yeah. That. that's big money in there. Yeah. You gotta, you yeah. gotta hit them up. That's yeah. hilarious. You should um, be getting 16 cents every decade. And, and that, I remember that being young, that was like one of the biggest, for me, that was like the coolest thing ever. Like, like discovering yeah, something that nobody had discovered. That was so much more impactful to me than like, and I remember this vividly, about two days prior, we had a leopard that made a kill right outside camp and dragged Nepal into the tree. And seeing a leopard in Mana Pools, where my family's camp was, was very rare, like maybe once or twice a year. And I was like, oh, beautiful leopard. Like, this is cool. But then when I found this one-inch fish that nobody had ever seen <laughs> before, I was like, oh, my God. Like, holy shit. Like, I was of freaking course. out. Like, I do yeah. think it meant so much more to me than seeing this rare sight of a leopard. Why is that? Do you, th- do you think? I think because it was the first or it was That's, unknown. Or yeah, I, sure. I don't even know. But um, It's interesting, though. Like that was t- like my origin story. That was my dawn, was finding that catla with Brian Gratwick in the Zambezi River. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I remember when you found that snail in the cave, in, the cave, in, Vietnam, yeah. in Vietnam that 
I mean, I don't know how extensively you looked after, but you're pretty sure that it hadn't been described at that point. I still haven't found anybody that has known what it is or okay. has described it. Really? But even just yeah. being there for it, and it was dead. Yeah. So it's the show. Really found, yeah. But it was just like, you're like almost starstruck. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like it's like you're pumping gas next to Beyonce. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, no one's ever seen this thing before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could see it in, in the videos. Like, it's, it's genuine, and it's always nice to see that when you're watching any type of reality situation well, TV. That's what made Steve Irwin great. Yes. Was yeah. that everyone who was watching knew that it was real. Right. Yeah. And exactly. then he freaked out about everything. Right. It wasn't just right. like, I, I'm yeah. very selective in my freaks outs. He would just be like, oh, look at this house spider. And yeah. he'd be like, yeah, there's one over there too. No, yeah. I get that. Like sometimes I'll see a cool insect because I like to take pictures of insects. And uh, there's a lot recently that I've... do a calendar as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, continue. I want royalties. <laughs> but, um, and I'll see one and I'll be like, whoa, I like want to shoot it with a macro, like every angle because insects are so cool when they you are. shoot them up close, man. And spiders... Dude, like, I'm just, like, they're all, they have, like, some of them have, like, eight legs, they're pears, or, like, they have, like, fangs, and then oh, yeah. you, when you look at it up close, you're just like, holy shit, this thing is, like, a whole oh, yeah. new world oh, of, yeah. of things that you've never you seen. Should, you should, if you haven't watched it, Ratep, you should watch uh, BTG's one-season Animal Planet show, Little Giants. Oh, yeah, yeah It's should. all about these I will. insects, and yeah. then if you blow them up the size of, like, an elephant or something. If he's watching, it's, I think I told him that I watched it in one of our pods. He's but, uh, almost certainly he's not. not watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, dude. That's a good story. I never heard that one. Yeah. Well, so let's do one more. Can we do Please. one more? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because, you know, we got to mix it up, right? Why wouldn't we? This is fun. Yeah. All right. Third animal for the Extinct or Alive game. I'm going to start with a question. Okay. You guys like Italian food? I do. It's it's top three. It's top one. It's top one for uh, you, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, they sort of break it into like northern Italian, which is the stuff we know of, right? And then you have like the Sicilian, the southern Italian. Yeah, which is like mostly seafood. It's a lot of seafood, and, mm -hmm. not the red sauce. Which, sure. Which one of those two do you like more? I like like general known Italian, Northern yeah. Italian, I suppose. Yeah, like yeah. Chef Boyardee style. Yeah, yeah Noki, that's man. Italian, right? Noki. Domino's. So, so when I think of pasta. Sicily, <laughs> yeah. when I think Red of Bull. Sicily, I don't think of big mammal predators. Do you? I think of the mob. Can't sure. Think, I can't think of any. <laughs> okay. They did have a wolf, the Sicilian wolf. Was it which, also tiny? Like it, was, it was small. It was really? a small oh, statured wolf yeah. okay. that lived... It was endemic to the island of Sicily. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. It was deemed extinct in 1924, but had unconfirmed reports up until 1960. Okay. Oh, that's recent. So we have a, a small wolf that, that, what do you call that one? Uh, an island? Insular. Insular. Insular right. dwarfism. So this little wolf that was roaming Sicily until the 20s, maybe even 1960. What do we think? Uh, no more info? <laughs> Well, okay. I mean, well, I mean, I'll say this. There's no w wolves there of any type. And now all of a sudden we, you know, like, no, it would be noticed. Like, I think somebody would know what it is unless it was mistaken for a dog at some point. 
but I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say it's it's extinct. That's what I'm going. Here's what I'm gonna way. say: Go one shot on me, direct down the barrel of the camera. I'm gonna do my best acting here. It's a hundred percent still out there. Animal Planet. Patrick and I need to go to Sicily yes. for no less than three months. <laughs> Correct. To prove the existence of the Sicilian this wolf. This one's gonna take a while. Yeah, I, it's, I've it's changed, a serious. Yeah, I've changed my. Now you're uh, on board. Yeah. Yeah. No, I gotta go with. Peter's gotta, gotta come. So yeah, it's there. And Brosners slash Animal Planet, who definitely doesn't watch this, if you're listening, we need to go and find it now. Agreed. <laughs> you're like Uncle Sam. Yeah. I, we need you we need to you. give us yeah. $150,000. So now that we've stopped recording, what's the real take? Yeah, it's gone for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, so Sicily's just really super populated. Yeah, right? it's very developed. Any Anytime, I mean, it's like the Falkland Island wolf, right? And that's the Falkland Island, which are right. these tiny wolf islands. And they're not that small, but relatively small islands sure. off in Antarctica. You can you can eliminate anything from an island. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, and, and that's one of the problems. Now, the word island is vague, right? Like the Javan tiger, I believe, is still extant, and that's a big island. You know, it's humongous. Yeah, it's like the size of Australia. Totally, and all covered in jungle and whatnot. But like in Sicily, which is you know literally, it's people have been there as long as we've known about people. Right, and um, you know, it's it's very developed. And a small wolf just doesn't stand a chance. There's no way. Yeah. You know, it, it's an it, uh, interesting fact you brought up, just like there's an island that's just completely covered in jungle, you know, unexplored. And I could well, see... Yeah. Java is wildly populated also. It is. It is. But millions and millions of people. Sections of it. Okay. And, and so it's like Papua New Guinea in the sense of it's just so like... You stand on the beach and you look, and these mountains just go up into the clouds. Yeah, and you're like, well, of course there's nobody up there. Like, how are you going to get there? They're like this steep, pure where all jungle. the frogs live up in. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, right. but I could see the draw to want like I can understand better like the draw to wanting to go to these kind of unexplored places, and and try even like for me like even if I wasn't discovering extinct animals, I was doing something else. Like, I could see Eating the draw to going food. and exploring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great episode of the show that, that we want to do, <laughs> yeah. which is you go look for an extinct animal while Peter and I sample the local cuisine. Listen, yes. I, yeah. I suggested to Forrest the other day, I texted him, I said, we should just go on a overnighter in the area here yeah. somewhere where there's like a lot of cool animals, just you, us three and Kyle, of course, and uh, <laughs> and 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 see what happens. Like, because... You know, I, well, I it's not it's, I know it's so out happen. of my comfort zone, and you're so meager and nervous, and <laughs> like you're always in the background of the camera. You're director. You're 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 doing all the producing and stuff. Force is always out there in front of the camera. I think the dynamic could get real silly and ridiculous. I'll put a rattlesnake in a sleeping bag. I know and that's what that, I'm saying. That shit will yeah. probably happen. I know too. exactly what's going. He'll please. have a rattlesnake in my face within. Yeah. <laughs> The first six minutes. Dude, it'll get 10 billion views on TikTok, <laughs> and then China will con control our minds with it. I saw Rogan ranting about the TikTok terms of service. You sent me something yesterday on Yeah, that. I sent what it to Pat, too. I, I didn't oh, I'm not going to get it's, too much into it. There's a, there's a YouTube video. I'm going to put it in the description of this video okay. about how uh, China has used AI to create TikTok. I'm doing the China thing. Has, has, has used AI to create TikTok basically to dumb down all of the youth of the entire world. Meanwhile, they're requiring that the students in their classrooms read the art of war and, and learn how to be very like disciplined and all this. 
and and then using it to dumb us down, dude. And there's much more to the conspiracy. It is very mind numbing. Do you have TikTok? No, Kyle. Do you have TikTok? I, I deleted it off my TikTok. phone. I refuse. It's it's. I would rather look at TikTok than watch TV. Absolutely, bro. Right? Kyle, yeah. You'll sit it's on the your most addicting one. It's so you sit on your couch. And you're like, I'll just throw on a TikTok, and then like 45 minutes have gone by, and you've watched like 130 videos, well, and you're like, dude, oh, it is. Out of the shower and just sit there for. An so hour. if you have TikTok yeah, on your phone, delete it. What you have given them the right to do is one, not all the shit that we know, all the apps do. Of yeah, course. like so that yeah. start. It starts there. Right. They are able to log your keystrokes. So anything, anytime you've typed in Pornhub.com. But only on the app. That is incorrect, sir. They are able to log all of your keystrokes, not only on your phone, but on other devices as well. How? It's in their terms of it's service, mate. in the terms of service. Wow. Well, by the way, you remember that I think Trump, back when he was in the presidency, it's one of the things I agreed with him on, wanted to, wanted to ban TikTok from the United States. It was smart. So you, it's not just, you know, what are you, what weird shit are you searching for? Yeah. And it's not just on your phone, of course. You've given them the right to log your keystrokes on your laptop. So they also have the text of every email you've sent. Wow. It's you've unbelievable. written your wife a love letter, they have it. Nope. All Can't do there. it. I deleted it. I obliterated it. I Probably shredded I'm not it. Unrecoverable. I didn't do anything. I wonder if it's too late. Well, for you it is. You still have it on your phone. You too, Kyle. I'm on it right now. You can't tell. (laughs) I'm literally jonesing for a hit of TikTok. On that sour note, fellas, (laughs) I... Follow our TikTok page. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) For real, we have one. I only use it on the web, though. I got to, uh, you know... Hit the toilet. Do the thing. Do the thing. We haven't done the thing. The oh, my God. Uh, follow us. Find us at Wild Times Pod on TikTok and the wildtimespodcast.com forward slash info for all the links to everything at Wild Times Pod on everything. Patreon.com forward slash Wild Times Pod. We love you. So far, we've only had a few brosners send in blob fishing videos. Oh, yeah. Come oh, on. Hashtag blob fishing. And tag us on Instagram. We're going to monitor it. We got a contest going. Win a shirt. That's pretty good for us. Some merch. Make yourself look like a blobfish. See you later, everybody. Forrest is whole. He hasn't breathed. He's not breathing. <laughs> that, was, that was a good blobfish. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.